Hello, everybody. My name is Eric B, and welcome to the Narrow Road Podcast. Um, I am going to be talking about a lot of Western culture and society, and we're going to be talking about relationships in this, and I am so excited to go on this adventure with you all. Um, why do I qualify to talk about this? Well, I have been a martial arts instructor for three plus years. I have been a martial arts for about 10. I am a third degree black belt in karate. And I've been in leadership for those roles, teaching everywhere from kids to adults in those um, many years that I did that. Um, I am writing a book based upon relationships. And I'm really excited about this because I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. And relationships and community have really been in my heart. And I think that is something that is struggled and is really tough in this 21st century phone, internet culture we live in. And I kind of just wanted to bring some insight and talk about things. And I know you guys have heard relationships talking about before, but I think this is going to be really fun because I want to shed some light on some new information that I've been researching, studying, and talk about some great stuff. We're also going to have a host, a doctor, later on in this podcast, and my mother, who is many generations older than me. (laughs) So she's going to have some new highlights on the topic of relationships and marriage and bringing that stuff together. So without further ado, let's get on with it. The Narrow Road Podcast is to help you guys find relationship connections. I hope you enjoy. Okay, guys, welcome back. So I've been kind of interested in the connections and the buzz that's been going around on social media about feminine and masculine energy. (laughs) I am a Christian and I talk about my faith a lot. And I think in Western culture, a lot of people want to make sure they put me in my corner and say, well, not everyone's a Christian, Eric. So you shouldn't always talk about this because Not a lot of people are going to like it, or they're going to say, oh, that's cool for you, but how does that apply for me? I'm not even a Christian. Well, a little bit of apologetics for Christianity. I believe that if God really did make this whole world, then there are going to be systems, and there are going to be patterns that God has put in the world that in order to understand it, we have to embrace his structure. And I'm going to be talking a lot from that lens. Now, if you are not a Christian, if you are discovering what you believe, then this podcast is still for you. If you are a Christian and you have been... (laughs) a loyal one for multiple, multiple years, this podcast is still for you. I am not going to just be talking about faith. 
even though I will be talking about that slightly because that is who I am and I cannot be anyone else but who, who I am. But I'm going to be talking about structures that are in place that I have been studying for a long period of time that make relationships work. And I think there has been a sort of dry season or a, <laughs> a temporary confusion or a mindset change on what makes relationships work. And I kind of want to break that down today. I think there is something deeply beautiful in women, which is naturally entrusted and built in them. This uh, social and environmental awareness that is often lost by most men often begin in women from a very early age. Although not every woman wants to be socially bothered by an abundance of social interaction, <laughs> my sisters included, they are very much introverted and they want to be kept to themselves, unlike me. But uh, there is still an abundance of social intelligence that often enable them to read even the smallest cues in our world from a very young age that isn't always the same in young men. Young women have this desire to love some of the smallest things in our world, from the smallest flower to the smallest subliminal art or beauty in nature, to workplace disorganizations that somehow go over men's heads. <laughs> I'm included. To the baby bunnies, to the tiniest ultrasound monitor of a new little baby. Women are essential engines in moving forward the human race and bringing a different flavor of connectivity and beauty to our world. I've often wondered with us men, on the other hand, that no matter how deep in the mud we end up going or how far away we end up traveling, we always want to conquer our battles and come home to tell someone our greatest adventures and maybe bring them along with us for the ride if they are willing. Women have that power. And men, on the other hand, we like having that ability to tell someone about our journey, about our tasks, in a very simplistic way, although the reasons behind why we do it are not always simple, I think, we are often encouraged or rewarded in accomplishing it by presenting it to a woman to make it beautiful or livable. I was mystified at first to believe when I was told the secret of women by one of my sisters that women did not just harbor a desire of connectivity with men in their foreign processes that we have to them, but naturally cultivated connection with other women that go beyond dialogue. That also goes beyond the more straightforward and clean-cut connections that men do. Men gather around a task, and we get it done, and we do crazy and ridiculous stuff on the way. But Men's communication can also be very complicated, don't get me wrong, which I will go into later. But first, let me talk about the feminine forms. They have subliminal communication and very subtle communication, and they operate it in the tiniest way sometimes. This is something that takes time for men to understand, and I've been trying to understand it for my many years of teaching them 
or being being a sibling with them or having relationships that have tested me to my limit. <laughs> and I'm sure you all know. Um, one day my sister opened up to me and told me a certain thing women share that they pick up from each other, which is everything from a, 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 a glare in another woman's direction, a look, a subliminal message, a facial expression, dialogue, coming together and going to the bathroom. All these things are cues that women use to communicate with each other that a lot of times men use to a very, very small scale. And these subliminal cues that women use help them adapt to social situations and grasp things very quickly. It is almost like their superpower in the feminine role. They often can sense danger. They can adapt. They can help in a moment's notice. They can pick up little things. They can notice a woman in a store who might be in danger, a little baby crying that's not theirs, an animal that's on the side of the road that needs look after and is abandoned, fixing small details, share societal expectations with each other, all without very much interaction at all. But that does not mean they do not want to interact. They communicate in many different forms, and some communicate in, in verbal dialogue more than others. This comes in very many forms and expressed based upon the maturity and personality of the individual, in the woman specifically. At a foundational level, most of these skills often provide a safety net for females as a way for them to protect each other and navigate in their spaces but simultaneously place expectations of unifying values on certain things in life, like career for the 21st century woman. It used to be being a mother, having children, being a good spouse, being loyal. And in men, it was being loyal, having a good job, finding a good career. But things have often changed. There's been movements that have now increased women's desire to be in the workplace and not to rely as much on the breadwinning man. In many ways, men have an ability to focus on their work more often than they did their wives in many generations past and maybe eventually my mom will weigh in on this subject as well but men have sort of had to change the way they've operated based upon new rules in society and i'm not sure the devastation of this change because i believe this is how men are naturally wired to be and if we change from that, 
what are we? Well, we're confused. There's this confusion that men have, as well as women, because our roles have almost become flipped. And I've noticed this strongly, especially when I was teaching. Women would be loud. They would have their opinions, and then men would just go with the flow. A lot of times moms would come to me and they would say, I'm doing the work, I raise the kids, and my husband just goes to work and he's stressed out. I do all the work. So this change in pattern has left us women in a masculine sense and men kind of more of a feminine sense. And men all the time are told toxic masculinity. And I know this buzzword is very, very popular, but it is very, very true that people say, oh, your masculine is just toxic all the time. And men feel like they cannot be in their happy place because of these um, attacks on us. Men, however, have many abilities in their wheelhouse, which include their insane ability to focus on a task, isolate out pain, build together with a similar task, build intensely and strongly, build and push the boundaries of the ridiculous sometimes, and be able to do the work that no one else wants to do. I mean, heck, have you seen a sewer guy? mostly not a lady. A soldier who does the dirty work, it's mostly not a lady. Now, ladies can do them, they just don't choose to. Is there an equality in the workplace? Well, no, because we are different people, and sometimes that is okay. Now, if the same job, a woman is getting paid less than a man, I might have some questions, but I don't think this is very common. However, we are not a cookie-cutter representation of each other. We are equal to the law, but we shouldn't be equal in every sense outside of law, as in biologically or in psychologically. I just explained earlier that in many ways we are naturally wired different and reproductively, obviously. That's why, most of the time, men do not stay home after a pregnancy. It is the woman, obviously. So, now that I've broken down that, and I am a very upfront person because of my martial arts training, I do not beat around the bush. <laughs> so, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> but in society, we always want to find a way to stereotype the genders and the human race as a whole and shove us into a checklist of what makes a man, woman, a successful life, and we want to shove our friends in those same stereotypes as well, and we want to push them along and encourage them, hey, why aren't you like the rest of us? Women do this a lot in their circles, as do men, but in a more whatever, relaxed type of way. Women all the time are disciples of the female movement, and what I mean by that is, oh, you're sad. Girl, that's okay. Be sad. Go get a job 
and go do things so you don't need to rely on a man. There's one example. Number two, she finds a man. Her friends come up to her and say, well, how do you know that that man is the one you want to marry for the rest of your life? After all, marriage is a long time. You should discover more about yourself in your fun years in your 20s. How about you go discover more? And then if you still love him, you should marry him. Men do the same thing. Men, there's a guy who cries. Men come in and say, dude, stop being such a chick. Example number two. A man is heartbroken. A guy says, dude, marriage is such a lie. Or, dude, you know, stop crying all over the couch. Go find a job. Go do something. Stereotypes are reinforced all the time with our dialogue that we are given to each other. When peer pressure comes in, we do not know how much we're actually steered by just our opinions rather than a society's opinions or our friends' opinions. Society shouldn't always be our guide. As a matter of fact, society a lot of times brings people to the path of destruction. My purpose is not in the first place to divide. I Rather, I want to create understanding between the differences and not create division, but create unity by understanding, by creating a connection of our purposes together and a representation of love that we need to hold for each other. We need to understand that even though we think differently, operate differently, we are still similar in many, many ways. But we also need to understand that we're not the same, though. On average, men are more interested in things and women are more interested in people, according to Jordan Peterson's psychological breakdown. But both stand apart and should be valued differently like any creation made in the image of God should be. I am reminded of a time where I was observing a heated debate between a man and a woman where the man was talking past the woman, and neither one of them were understanding each other or letting each other get a word in edgewise. I watched and listened to them for a few seconds, not because I wanted to take a side in their issue. Rather, I wanted to understand. The wife was insistent in my karate dojo that I that I taught in, that the husband should stay and watch their son get a black belt in karate, which he had been working for many years to accomplish. The dad, however, got an emergency call from his job about a work appointment. Two sides of the same situation, with two people pulling in very opposite directions, both seeing things very differently. The woman was trying to be fair, and she was trying not to be disappointed and have her son disappointed in her father. So she was starting to get very, very angry at the motivations of the husband. She probably saw him as heartless and selfish. And men can definitely be stubborn, heartless, and selfish, especially because of their task-oriented mind. 
Honestly, when push came to shove, we can be off in a bull in a china shop. We plow through the feelings and small sensitivities of others, and we mostly do this with women because we can dominate them. Now, this is not true masculinity. Although, women may not be bulls in the china shop, but they can certainly become selfish in the shop too, and steer the bull wherever she wants, or manipulate the bull. Men oftentimes build tirelessly to become something better and go on a discovery process to mold ourselves into who we want to become. We want to become that kung fu kid, learning the ways of the mentor, and life is the instructor. We aren't very sensitive when it comes to being pushed around in the environment of bliss. We chisel our lives from the hard rock of our upbringing and chisel out our insecurities to become the definition or the expert or giant we want to be in our field or in our homes. When we find people in general or a woman we're interested in, we are often doing those things for her. The wife, in the argument, was very insistent about the relational connection that she had with not only her husband, but also her the father to the son. This relationship would be after he decided to leave and not watch his black belt. The man was certainly focused on many things, and his tasks were often in bringing him away from the relationship connection that the wife really valued. Women are interested in a lot of things that are very social and connected. Now, I'm not going to stereotype all you women. Some women do not care a lot about relationships or being with people. A lot of times they like to be alone. I'm not stereotyping that. I'm talking about a motivational in the mind that often has connection in the forefront of that mind. Now, we do our task as well and with as much focus as we can in the masculine sense. And in the feminine sense, it is oftentimes something that a man desires is a deep cheering on from some woman who recognizes our value and our tasks and acknowledges us that we're doing it well. Women are often appalled by the scary and bachelor man that roams the earth because of the many unchecked issues we have, unrefined, maybe addicted, uncouth, smelly, and unchiseled they are, and unmatured they are in society. That's probably why so many women are single, unfortunately, and men as well are not finding the same. This is why there is an abundance of women who may say this viewpoint that sounds horrible when it's said out loud, but hold to a certain truth, that they think married guys, or I should say men, with kids are attractive. Women appreciate the chiseling out of other women in their past have done to a certain point to encourage a man to understand them or to get his act together in certain areas, have goals, have desires, and also be appealing. Oftentimes it is because women don't understand themselves and it is really nice to have us another woman <laughs> that the man has been with to kind of do their dirty work for them. 
Men, on the other hand, don't see it from a foundation of cleanliness or safety from a relationship standpoint or a dating standpoint. Rather, they see it from a foundation of conquest. But it's not so base. They see it more of a task. They see the experience of other women that they've had with men in their past, and they see it as a lack of fortitude or sometimes purity, especially because men often don't involve themselves with relationships that they don't initiate. So they see that woman as someone who hasn't been as reserved. Men can often find themselves living in a desert of connections, oftentimes because we go fight the battles, become the CEO, and then we come back and then we initiate. Men can often find themselves in leveling up their skill modes, completely turned off to all relationships. They go in their cave for a long time and they ignore their community, sometimes when they need it the most. The longer the man or the woman take to enter into the channels of matrimonial relationships because of these long hiatuses with each other, the harder it is to uncoil each of these underlying principles and to soften their hearts and make them fall back into their, their energies again, their feminine energy or their masculine energy. Also, to sort through all the baggage that they've grabbed and held on to all these years, that they have gained through hardening of their hearts through bad relationships. Women will become more entrenched in seeing the bullishness of men and appreciate the sensitivities of their community around her even more, like their women or their very feminine energy men. While men will keep plugging away at their goals, whether it's financially, natural, skillful, or maybe even dating, eventually losing the most fundamental appeal of connecting skills with women, or they gain it from an F-boy standpoint and they become seductive or they try to use women. So often, women don't see how men can be so ob oblivious to everything, how they cannot see the woman's desires, her feelings, her wants, her special moments, her desires. I tell people, it is not that we don't see it, but we both want to solve it in different ways. Men are not ignorant all the time to this. We see it, we just don't understand it. Guys may not notice that the most obvious thing is moved a foot away from where it used to be. The toilet paper rolls are not in the exact spot that they have been, so they yell and say, hey, woman, wife, sister, where's the toilet paper? Men have gotten smart. They realize they just need to ask a woman, and they'll know. <laughs> we care about the simplest way to solve things, while women may not always have the same priorities. Many things guys do baffle women, too. How a bunch of guys can spend hours doing some of the dumbest stuff you can possibly imagine. Have you ever seen the video, Why Women Live Longer? Men just love doing dumb stuff. We focus on doing the stuff. Why? Because we love it. We love to conquer it. We love to battle it. We love to be in the mud with it. Just because we do. It's just natural in how God built us. We were created from dirt. We love the dirt. At least that's what it says in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. <laughs> but we love the tasks, and those bring us together. And in summary, women love the connection. So I hope that kind of summarized things for you all and kind of clarified some things with men and women. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we're going to be talking more about this in the up-and-coming episodes. So, stick with us. I will see you all next time.